재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Continuing International News Digest, this time in Iran, the country recently confirmed that they conducted a missile test but rejected accusations that the launch violated uh, UN Security Council resolutions. This launch was the first that the the country has conducted since the uh, United States had uh, President Donald Trump take office in January, a bit of a test on how uh, foreign relations uh, will develop or worsen uh, early on into Trump's term. So giving us the analysis on that, uh, we have from Curtin University International Relations Instructor, Dr. Ben Rich. Hello. Good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, Iran says these were defensive uh, tasks, uh, but are there any political undertones or any message you feel that Tehran was trying to send to Trump? Uh, I think, you know, we're seeing this with a number of regimes that uh, locked horns with the previous uh, Obama administration, and they're kind of trying to uh, test the waters with the new administration to get a feel of how it's actually going to respond to this. Now, obviously, uh, we're in kind of unknown territory, and I think a lot of these states, you know, Russia um, stepping up its, up its activities in Donbass and now Iran um, testing this missile. They're trying to see how Trump is going to react. Is he, is it a rhetoric going to lead to action or is this just going to be chest thumping and they can get away with more? And that's really going to be the interesting, uh, I suppose, <laughs> uh, phenomenon or uh, scenario as we kind of game the situation going forward because the... Uh, the uh, Trump administration has said that uh, they are putting Iran on notice. That's not necessarily, a, uh, I suppose, an often used term in diplomatic circles. But we already have the uh, the country uh, listed among the seven nations on this so-called uh, travel ban, which a lot of people feel are targeted against Muslims. It does seem like uh, there will be a situation where the regional neighbors and people who have interests in the region will have to start getting concerned as to how Trump reacts to these uh, perceived provocations. Yeah, I mean, and that's the question. I mean, a number of people in my field are already sort of comparing this this rhetoric of putting Iran on notice to what was largely seen as a bit of a, a foreign policy faux pas under Obama in Syria, which was saying, you know, the, the red line, right, you cross right. this red line, uh, you know, we're going to have to respond. And then the sort of very lukewarm response to that. We don't know what putting Iran on notice actually mm-hmm. means. It's very ambiguous language. And the, the threat here is that, well, if you start threatening Iran over what is a fairly... Uh, border issue in the actual nuclear agreement, the major focus of the nuclear agreement was to prevent uh, enrichment of uranium. You actually give them an incentive to pursue nuclear technology, to pursue a nuclear weapon, because why did Iran engage in this in the early 2000s? It was because it was afraid that the the George W. Bush administration was going to come and kick the door in, as it had done previously in Iraq. The uh, the question of this nuclear accord signed by the previous Barack Obama administration, Trump has promised uh, that he would tear this up uh, as soon as he uh, came into office, calling it a horrible deal. He could negotiate a much better deal. Uh, is that something within the realm of possibility where uh, the U.S. may actually demand a renegotiation? Well, it's something he can demand, but, um, you know, talking to a number of my colleagues who are uh, Iranian specialists, they say it's not something he's likely to get. And we've seen, you know, Iran has a long history 
of weathering U.S. belligerence. You know, under Obama, there was a bit of a detente emerging, but this could potentially just set all of these relations back. And in doing so, what we'll see likely is an emergence of more cons- powerful conservative elements in the Iranian regime, more confrontational figures uh, like we had with Ahmadinejad, like we had with, with we continue to have with the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. And we also have to remember that to get a new negotiation, Trump has to win over the other permanent members of the Security Council, that being Russia, China, Britain and France. And none of them have shown themselves overly uh, willing or uh, thrilled to renegotiate that um, agreement. There, when we you mentioned the uh, history of Iran being able to sustain uh, decades of uh, pressure by the United States, and uh, the idea that they could uh, flip the switch once again and turn to an Ahmadinejad uh, type of figure, uh, take a more hardline stance, uh, the concerns still remain as to how adept the foreign policy, the for, uh, the national security team of uh, Donald Trump is. We have Defense Secretary James Mattis, who's actually here in uh, South Korea, the new Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson. Uh, you have uh, people like Michael Flynn as National Security Advisor, uh, even controversial figures like Steve Bannon uh, taking a seat at the National Security Council. How how confident should we be, regardless of where they stand, uh, left or right or hawkish or dovish, uh, that these men are competent enough to uh, wade these difficult waters and and not cause an international crisis? Well, unfortunately, after the last three weeks of performance, uh, I'm not personally particularly <laughs> confident that uh, they're going to be able to sort of navigate these waters with any finesse. I mean, out of the, the figures you just named, Mattis is the only one with any sort of uh, experience mm-hmm. in this realm, and he himself has shown himself to be very hostile right. to Iran, so it's not necessarily someone you want in that position if you want a, you know, a peaceful or a more calm resolution of this um, conflict. There's always been a conflating of what Iran does and what North Korea does. I, I guess it goes back to the axis of evil days of comments by George W. Bush early in his presidency. But with Iran seemingly taking a bit of a defiant stance right now, um, diplomatically, I'm sure they have their own calculations and strategies, but... If you see what North Korea may or may not do with Kim Jong-un and their perceived threat of this new Trump administration and and Iran uh, also uh, perhaps taking a bit of a more aggressive stand, how how important is it then for uh, regional allies, whether it's the UK, whether it's uh, other countries in Europe to perhaps try to uh, be a little bit more forceful or uh, voice their uh, perspectives uh, a little bit strongly, more strongly to the Trump administration? Well, I think that's sort of our, our salvation and hope there is hopefully we see, you know, members in uh, the, the EU, um, even potentially uh, Russia, because remember, Russia does not want, you know, another nuclear state mm-hmm. right near its borders. Um, these states can approach the current administration, which has a fairly limited foreign policy experience, and perhaps uh, get them to try and stick with a more long-term strategic uh, socialization of Iran rather than just going back to the days of Bush uh, and confrontation and arguably an even more dangerous position than what was happening during that period. It, it is, of course, important that uh, leaders like Theresa May or Angela Merkel uh, obviously <laughs> stay in their positions and uh, we don't see a political upheaval like uh, we have seen in the United States, right? Well, that would just be 
are potentially quite disastrous. I mean, internationally, we do need some sorts of checks and balances, some cooler heads. And unfortunately, you know, we've gone from an administration in Washington that was very much the archetype, particularly in the last few years of a cool head, to now a complete unknown and someone who is very willing to, uh, you know, beat their chest and swear and get on Twitter and make all these controversial statements that, you know, cause a lot of consternation to diplomats. So we need cool heads. The question is, will those cool heads that we've relied on um, be there in a few months? We'll have to see. It's not a great, uh, you know, scenario. We're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Rich, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it.